Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Sustainable E-Commerce Podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build your brand for a healthier planet. As always, I'm your host, Giles Smith. Now, we are now entering November. For most brands, one of the biggest months of the year for e-commerce sales with big events like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, not to mention Singles Day, Thanksgiving and so on. Now, I hadn't originally planned to do a show about Black Friday because How to Smash It is covered in just about every other e-commerce podcast. But just in various conversations over the past few weeks, I've been quietly asking around among sustainable brand owners as to what they're doing for Black Friday this year. And I guess what I was expecting was a kind of polarization of views from brands that have decided not to participate and are perhaps quite vocally against the event and other brands who had a well thought out strategy on how to participate. What I really wanted to find out was why they've chosen one camp or the other. And naturally, I did find some of those. But what surprised me was the number of people who were still on the fence, who simply couldn't decide what to do about it. Now, there is a risk to either approach. As we'll discuss shortly, there are potential brand congruency issues with taking part, which could lead to brand damage. And on the flip side, you risk losing the opportunity to acquire a flood of new customers and potentially disappointing some people who are looking forward to purchasing from you during the event. But in some ways, not making a decision is actually the worst of both worlds and could lead to you actually doubling that risk, especially if you leave it to the last minute to actually participate. That's likely to result in an undercooked promotion, a poor sales result, and questions raised about whether it matches your values. So if you find yourself undecided, or if you're yet to plan through what exactly to do about the big events at the end of this month, then this episode is for you. And so with that, let's start the show. So as you are no doubt aware, these mega hyped up sales events, Black Friday in particular, have been experiencing a fair bit of backlash of late. Critics point out things like that the environmental damage the surge in sales creates. There are ethical questions around supporting hyper-consumerism and the unnecessary drain on resources from hype causing consumers to purchase things they don't really need. And we have a whole discourse around whether brands that give extremely deep discounts are operating ethical sourcing practices and offering fair pay throughout their supply chain. To be fair, a lot of that is totally valid commentary. And commentators on the subject like to make sweeping statements about how these concerns are leading to a general decline in the appetite for Black Friday sales anyway. But the data doesn't really support that last point. According to Nosto, 2021 Black Friday sales in Asia Pacific were actually up 17% and 11% up online, with an average order value up 7% in total. Again last year in 2021, Australia Post reportedly delivered an incredible 800,000 parcels as a result of the Black Friday weekend, which was up 13% on 2020 and an eye-watering 76% increase from 2019. Now, there are some question marks around what will happen this year now that the cost of living crisis and inflation rates are biting. Will people spend less and conserve their cash? 
My feeling is that when cash gets tight, people are in fact more likely to take advantage of sales events. Clavio recently released a, a couple of small research reports to establish consumer spending expectations for this year's sale period. Now, admittedly, these were both based on US and UK research, but what they found was that by and large, people had no plans to spend less during the sales season this year. And I think what we can take from all that is that Black Friday, especially in the US and the UK and increasingly here in Australia, is still a period of significantly elevated customer traffic and much higher than normal purchasing intent. And that unequivocally makes it a great time to have your line in the water. So should you run Black Friday sales or should you not? In helping you decide what to do, I'm going to make a couple of assumptions about your brand. I'm going to assume that one or more of the following statements is true. So please listen carefully to the following. My brand sells products that use sustainable materials. They are better for the planet than other products on the market. And we have made a concerted effort to reduce the environmental impact of our packaging. Statement two, my brand has a strong impact driven purpose and our customers enable that impact when they purchase from us. And statement three, my brand takes a very conscious and ethical approach to sourcing. We ensure fair wages and provide employment opportunities to struggling communities. Now, my gut feel is one or more of those statements will immediately resonate with you. And if that's the case, then please listen on. If none of those statements seem to fit your brand, the following discussion honestly may not apply to you. This is important, so I'm going to actually repeat those statements for you. Statement one, my brand sells products that use sustainable materials. They are better for the planet than other products on the market, and we have made a concerted effort to reduce the environmental impact of our packaging. Statement two, my brand has a strong impact-driven purpose, and our customers enable that impact when they purchase from us. And statement three, my brand takes a very conscious and ethical approach to sourcing. We ensure fair wages, and provide employment opportunities to struggling communities. So let's come back to the discussion and narrow in on what to do for your brand. One of the things you might be wrestling with in terms of participating in Black Friday might be the fear that as a sustainable brand, you shouldn't be seen to be taking part for ethical grounds. So let's look at that through the lens of each of those statements. If your brand's products leverage sustainable materials and you've taken appropriate steps to minimize the footprint of your packaging, that means that your product is better for the environment than its non-sustainable competitors. Whether we want it to or not, Black Friday is alive and well, which means consumers will be out there buying stuff. And I would rather that you are out there competing for those sales and helping customers to actually buy better. The more of your good product out there in use by consumers, the less bad product out there being bought by consumers. And if that is the case, then the planet needs your brand out there on the field. Moreover, the level of active eyeballs during Black Friday presents an ideal opportunity to be involved in the sustainability conversation and to educate the customers. With the big picture in mind, I'm not sure that removing your brand from that conversation is a very effective tactic. Sure, a few years ago, some brands made ways by vocally not participating, even by shutting up shop completely. But that's been done now. Unless your very dominant customer base is eco-warriors, this is honestly unlikely to have a lasting impact. Have those morally profound efforts made a material impact on the momentum of Black Friday yet? Well, the numbers don't support it. 
And by contrast, if sustainable brands all withdraw from Black Friday, aren't we just concentrating that non-sustainable alternative? Let's turn then to the second lens where your brand generates impact as a direct result of customer sales. The more orders you take, the more impact you have. If you plant a tree with every order, that's more trees planted. If you rescue a koala with every order, that's more endangered animals saved. If you provide stationery or support the schooling of kids below the poverty line, that's more children you've helped. If every order goes to removing plastic from the ocean, that's fewer bottles floating around. I think you get the idea. If that sounds like your brand, and by the way, if you've implemented the purpose marketing playbook, this is definitely applies to you, then it seems to me a no-brainer that you should take advantage of this heightened activity. And the question then changes from not whether you should, but how best to approach it. And that's especially the case when you come to look at how you structure your offers. Profit drives impact, and discounting is not a fine bedfellow with profit. If your brand follows the traditional view of bottom-line profit-based donations as your source of impact, deep discounting is almost directly at odds with your impact objectives. Structuring your deals appropriately and even rethinking your past strategies entirely might be needed. Structuring your discounts for success, both at acquiring customers and enabling your impact, is so important that I'm going to come back to it in more detail shortly. And now the third lens, that of ethical supply and social enterprises supporting struggling communities. In many ways, my past discussions apply here too. I think it's better for your brand to be actively involved in the conversation. If consumers are going to be buying anyway, doesn't it make sense that you help them buy better and for a social cause? If your sales are supporting these communities, I would argue that you have a responsibility to do whatever you can to make sales and therefore take advantage of periods of higher demand. Again, the real question then focuses in on how you approach discounting. Certainly, you don't want to be doing massively deep discounts. That's definitely going to get you into questionable territory around ethical sourcing. This is most certainly true if your brand is in the sustainable fashion space. You'll no doubt have a brand narrative against fast fashion, for example, and so participating in such a frenzied sale event gets a bit sticky. On the whole, though, unless your core narrative is something like slow fashion, I think there are plenty of arguments for participating in Black Friday. Can you still be involved in the conversation without deep discounts? I think you can, and I'm going to come back to the alternative approaches and deal structures shortly. So at this point, if you see value in doing something for Black Friday, but it just still isn't sitting right, that's okay. Make the decision now to not do it and shake off that nagging doubt. If it's Black Friday in particular that sticks in your craw, refer back to episode 24, where we introduce the concept of Green Friday. That's coming up on November 18th, and Peter Graderis and the team there are still accepting brands into the program at this point, but time really is running out, so do take action now. There's also things like Giving Tuesday, which here in Australia is on November 29th. Can you do all the events? Yes, of course you can. And indeed, that might be a great way to maintain momentum through the period. But if the discussion so far has motivated you to get involved with Black Friday, let's turn to the discussion now about how you can approach it. Now, first of all, let's quickly talk timing. Part of the ethical problem with Black Friday is the frenzy it creates, leading people to buying things they don't really need for fear of missing out on discounts. Many brands are turning to an extended sales period as a way of kind of getting around that. And 
often extending the sale for the whole month. Now, obviously, if you've been on the fence until now, you've missed the boat on the whole month, but you can still run your promotions for a week or more. In fact, it's actually really effective to start them as early as possible. You'll find that you can grab attention more easily outside of the big weekend and you can collect that all important share of wallet ahead of your competitors. In past years, when we've helped clients with Black Friday, we've actually seen that 40 to 60 percent of their overall sales were pulled forward before the actual BFCM weekend itself. Now, the next thing to consider is actually branding the event or invent a new day during this period that you can call your own. Citizen Wolf, for example, rebadged the day as Black Friday and promote people breathing new life into old clothes by dyeing them black. It's a clever play on words as well as being a message in line with their anti-fast fashion narrative. So branding the day can be particularly powerful if you're running promotions attached to a specific cause. For example, if your brand's mission is based around animal welfare, you could run a Black Doggy Day where 25% of your profits get donated to pet rescue centres. So with that being said, let's now talk about discount strategy. There's just no escaping the fact that buyer traffic and intent to purchase is elevated during this period, principally because there are bargains to be had. But before you throw a dart at the board and slap on a 40% store-wide sale in the hope of attracting those buyers, let's take a step back and consider your objectives. What does a good outcome from Black Friday actually look like for you? Does your brand have a really good returning customer rate? And what I mean by that is, do they come back multiple times a year to purchase from you, either because you're a niche brand with compelling cross-sells or perhaps you're selling consumable products? If that's the case, then it may be worth going in hard on discounts because your annual customer value will make that worthwhile. Acquiring customers is one of the most compelling benefits as a brand for Black Friday, but deep discounts aren't really going to help you if your customers only really buy once. Alternatively, are you seeing Black Friday as a way to liquidate some of your slow-moving inventory? Perhaps you overpurchased some SKUs a year ago and they've just not been selling. Better to get rid of them than having cash flow locked up, and this might be the only other good reason to use deep discounts. But just be careful with this as it's a slightly dicey strategy. The fact that the product hasn't been selling probably means that for whatever reason, it just wasn't that desirable. A deep discount might change the value equation in your favor, but it also might just fall flat for compelling offers on more tempting options elsewhere. And if that's the case, your deep discount on overstocked items makes any other offers you make look less compelling. So fine tuning it, so that you're running different offers on different days and leaving the liquidation deal until later might be the way to go. Now, it can be tempting to offer those site-wide deals, and that definitely makes it easy to understand for buyers, and it's definitely the least work for you, but it may not be the best outcome. Site-wide discounts are often the cause of unexpected and most unwelcome margin erosion, especially if you end up with a lot of low cart value purchases. Let's work through that for a moment. Let's say that you have an $80 item with a really healthy 75% margin, so it costs you about 20 bucks to make. And let's say that you make a full price sale from a Facebook ad with $20 cost per sale. That leaves you with $40 margin or 50% of the sale price. Now, let's apply that to a 20% site-wide discount with everything else the same. That's a $16 saving to the customer, but that $16 
directly reduces your gross margin from $40 to $24, which is a 40% hit to your bottom line. And that is the peril of discounting. Maybe that doesn't sound too bad, but what if ad fees also go up around BFCM, which they will? What if lower margin products get caught up in your site-wide offer? Suddenly, you can be left with wafer-thin margins on which to repurchase your stock, or worse, an unprofitable revenue spike. In my view, it's far better to be more targeted with your offers. Pick specific high margin and high dollar value products to promote. Bundling or offering bigger dollar-based discounts on high-value carts can also be an awesome way to offer a great deal and make more margin. So let's break that one down for a moment. Let's say you up the ante on a discount and offered $30 off orders over $150. That's virtually double the dollar saving for the customer compared to our last example. Let's assume again a 75% margin, which means your cost of goods is $37.50. And if the ad CPS is the same at 20 bucks, now your margin on that sale is $62.50. That's more than double your margin from your 20% offer. That also gives you a little more headroom for ad fee spikes and no risk of low margin products getting caught up in your offer. Now, in case you're finding those numbers a little bit difficult to follow, I will drop the worked examples in the show notes for you. But it's also important to note that offers don't have to only be about discounts. Being a purpose-driven brand gives you a way to supercharge your deals without actually relying on deep discounts. Referring back to our second lens, where every order enables the customer to have a direct impact, it can be very, very effective to promote bigger impact-based offers. For example, if your brand plants trees with every order, could you amplify your offer by planting two trees over the period? What would happen if you offered to plant 10 trees with every order? How could you make that work? Impact offers can be very compelling. They're a joy to promote and can give you a bit of good news PR. So if your brand leverages this style of order-based impact, I do think it's worth seriously considering. The key question, though, is would that be a compelling offer to attract customers? You really do need to understand your customer base in order to answer that. Do they care about the impact outcome? Will that motivate them to buy? If your dominant customer base you're seeking to attract is aspirational ecocentrics, people that are not overly interested in sustainability, kind of think it's a nice to have, but are more interested right now in their cost savings, then it might not be the best strategy to go and acquire those customers. Another strategy that I've heard of being used is to actually increase your prices on Black Friday and use that increase for impact initiatives. Unfortunately, I don't have any insight into how well that works, but my gut feel is don't do that. And let me explain why I think that. Firstly, we've already established that consumers are out there looking for deals during this period. So making your products less price accessible, even if it is for a good cause, seems counterproductive to me. If your impact model is already order-driven, then rising prices also seems counterintuitive. Even if it's only by $1, some people may get put off from purchasing, which is a drag on your impact, not an enabler. And lastly, I firmly do believe that a core principle of being a purpose-driven brand is that you make it easy for the customer to have an impact. Making your products more expensive so that the customer pays for this impact explicitly seems like a friction point to me, and you'd be far better served using one of the amplification strategies we discussed a moment ago. 
So on balance of all that, I do think that if you do choose to participate in Black Friday, some element of discounting is probably necessary to connect with what customers are actually expecting. So let's turn our minds now to a quick set of other considerations that you'll need to work through to make sure your promotions actually deliver a great outcome. Obviously, you'll be looking at your email campaigns, your social posting and specific paid media for your offers. So I won't beat the drum on those things. But here are six additional things that I found often get overlooked with all the madness of just trying to get your deals and promotions together. And the first tip is to take a moment to check your stock levels. Hopefully, you're already well stocked up for the Christmas period. But if you've been on the fence about Black Friday until now, you may not have planned for that potential boost in sales. If you're low on stock on great selling items, there's really no need to include those in your deals. They'll probably increase sales with the extra traffic anyway, and you don't want to sell them at a discounted rate when you've got Christmas around the corner. Secondly, take a look at your site pop-ups and exit intents. It's probably worth swapping them all out during your promotions for ones that make sense being aligned with your main deals, even if that's a specific Black Friday cart saver for people that don't already have the deal bundles in their cart, or to remind customers of the special deal if you are running order value-based offers. Thirdly, it's well worth setting up a specific deals page promoting what offers will be coming up, including a dedicated BFCM category page. You want to use the same one every year, ideally, for SEO reasons, and you simply then leave it there deactivated for the rest of the year. Number four, if your main objective is to acquire customers, please, please, please make sure your follow-up is outstanding. The majority of people hunting for deals over the period will buy from multiple places, and so they're even more likely to forget about your brand unless you work hard to remind them. If you're running impact amplification strategies, make sure you congratulate them on helping with that initiative. Make them feel like the hero. Following up after the event then and summarizing what impact their purchase has and what you've collectively accomplished is a great way to get back into their inbox. Number five, make sure your customer service team know the details of all the deals and when they're happening. That's critical for things like phone and chat support where the answers need to be at their fingertips. That's, again, especially important if your offers are impact-related, whether that's directly through the order purchase itself or through some specific donation fund. Make sure that your team understand these impact benefits and they're empowered to promote those benefits in all of their conversations with customers through the period. And that gives you a consistent brand message. It hopefully converts more people into sales and it maybe even helps to reduce some refunds. And talking of your team, my last point not to forget is to make sure your fulfillment partners understand what's happening. You can be sure that they're going to be under pressure over this period and other brands are likely to want additional support too. Especially if you're running any kind of unusual bundles, you need to take the time to provide clear instructions for how they need to be packed up and any additional inserts, etc. that need to go in there. Inserts can be a great way to reinforce your impact messaging, and you really can't say the same thing too many times when it comes to your mission. So make sure your fulfillment partners are clued up as well. So just to sum up today's show, if you haven't yet decided whether your brand should take part, commit to making that decision today because time is very short. Don't forget to register for Green Friday, even if you do also want to do BFCM and other branded promotions. 
If your brand falls into one or more of those categories we mentioned earlier, sustainable products, order-driven impact, or social good enterprises, then there are plenty of reasons why you should take part. And there are plenty of approaches that allow your brand to be part of the conversation without resorting to a frenzied single day of deep discounts. So I hope that was useful. I'll be back again next week with more stories from the world of sustainable e-commerce. So until then, keep building your brand for a healthier planet.